welcome back to the In Between Everything podcast. I'm Scott, here with Caleb. This is episode number five. Hey, how are you? And we got some pretty good topics here this week. Just catching up on a mildly eventful week. Some... <gasps> oh, yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> the... Probably should have finished the dab before we started. <laughs> Well, what can you do? It's a legal state. But I will, yeah, it is. when you're put yourself together, sir, I will start our earthquake news. <laughs> Whenever you can handle yourself, sir. <clears throat> All right, yeah, I'm good. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, earthquake. Where is our biggest earthquake of the week coming All from, right. Scott? So the most powerful earthquake this week was a shallow 6.4. Came at a depth of 10 kilometers, and it occurred in the South Atlantic Ocean, just north of Antarctica, which is weird because I haven't really noticed any recent activity there. So it was kind of out of nowhere, hmm. 6.4. But... Pretty cool, nonetheless. Um, it is definitely out there in a remote spot. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's like right there on the Mid-Atlantic Ridge, it looks like. South Mid-Atlantic Ridge. Yep. Uh, what is it? South Georgia Island. Now, not the country of Georgia. Yeah. But South Georgia Island. Yeah, South Georgia Island. Uh, the Sandwich Islands. Is, I guess would be the closest area. Probably mm. some volcanic islands. Looks like the closest volcano would be like 190 kilometers away, the Fuel Islands. So, pretty cool. And yeah. The earthquake was equivalent to 60,036 tons of TNT. So, 60,000 kilotons. Or, so, like, how, how how big would that be? Do we have, do you have that measurement in atomic bombs? 3.8 atomic bombs. Like 3.8. Okay. Hiroshima's. I'm still guessing. They never really verified that. <laughs> yeah, I actually, you know what? Uh, I do want to. I, I did mean to verify this before the show, but I guess I'll do it on air too. Uh, I looked that up. Yes, when it says atomic bombs, that is Hiroshima. Okay. That is what that is based off of. Because that was the that was atomic. Uh, turns out, like there there's other ones. There's hydrogen, nuclear. Or nuclear, sorry, um, <laughs> and other ones like. But, but yeah, when when we when when we're looking at this from this point on, when it says atomic bombs. That is, uh, Fat Man. All right, cool. Is it Fat Man? Either way, I can't remember which one it was, but yeah, the atomic bomb that was dropped on Hiroshima. <laughs> with respects to the ones lost, um, that is how we measure earthquakes. Nice. Well, that yeah. was the that was the largest one of the week, but uh, we still have a bunch of aftershocks going on in Alaska, around the same area where that seven point eight was. Wow! So they've had, I'd say, they've continued to have at least four point fives or higher throughout the last week and a half since the seven point eight happened. Now, see, and you were you were very clear that last on last time that we haven't had an earthquake that size in a very long time. 
Yeah, and I mean, it's this been just months. goes to show that it's it's been a week and it's still having aftershocks. Like that's massive. Well, uh, what I was going to say is that I've actually seen this article that was saying um, you can have earthquakes in the same area for up to a year, and they'll it still could be considered an aftershock of that earthquake. So if you have like an large earthquake in one spot, and you could have like a yeah. random earthquake a year later. And it could still be considered an aftershock of that earlier earthquake. Hmm. That's what I read. I can't Damn. remember where. So the time scale on this. Yeah, it's hard to say. Because I guess when you break something loose in the initial one, you're still having all kinds of stuff settling and energies being moved around and stuff. So it's hard to say. Wow. But the largest That's aftershock. Kind of intense, man. Yeah, it is intense. <laughs> the largest there's a, the largest uh, aftershock even after the 7.8 was a 6.1, so the even the aftershocks are pretty large. Oh. oh. So it, like the aftershock of the monster is still a fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. Jeez. Mhm. All right. <clears throat> so we have some Honorable mentions for this week. We did have another 6.4. Oh, do we? In the Pollock, or in Pollock, Philippines, but it was at 298 miles deep. So that's a very deep blood echo. 6.4, but it's still like way down there, so it didn't really have much of an effect on the higher right. up strata. And um, China's been having, still, though, um, so it's been raining a lot in China, and they're still having, like, random 4.5s here and there. It's, they have a couple fault lines that run through theirs. So they've been having, like, a steady amount of 4.5s and higher. I'm thinking it's a lot of the groundwater Now, does still. this happen, is this, uh, does this happen to be anywhere near the, the Bay Three Gorges Dam? Um... I don't think the Three Gorges Dam lays on a fault line, but I well, could I be mistaken. Not, but, like, but I don't know. Never, I couldn't really tell. Can't say. But uh, they've had like three four point fives in the past week or higher, and we've had a couple more blood echoes of Venezuela, northern Japan. And a few places off Indonesia. So watch them for the past or the next couple of days. See what happens with them. They have some pretty Wow, deep. so the one, other than the one that was like near Antarctica, most of these are around that like central that that ring of fire. Because if I'm not mistaken, uh South Georgia Islands uh, that's that's like deep southern Atlantic Ocean? Yeah, that's yeah, South Atlantic, so... it's the, yeah, the rest of these have all been Ring of Fire. Yeah, well, the Venezuela one, I, guess, I mean, it might oh, be, yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's kind of like more in the Gulf. Mexico, yeah, it's like definitely... South Gulf of Mexico or whatever. Totally, I forgot the Venezuela one. Yeah. Well, I mean, but it's, yeah, it's I mean, the rest of them, yeah, I mean, they have... Quite a bit, like all around there. It's usually where they're 
isolated. But yeah. Nice. Well, that's that's a some mighty fine earthquakes. Yeah. Pretty cool. Not gonna lie. Pretty cool, man. Still, I'm I'm still waiting for these uh something bigger than that seven point one. That was insane. Or seven point four. Sorry. Well, I don't hope for it. But well, I mean, yeah, okay. It I hope would, for it's a, it's in it's, a remote location. It's cool to talk about, but yeah, I hope it's like in the Antarctic, get an eight point two or something. But then you just break a bunch of ice loose into the ocean and <laughs> some fucking hella tsunamis across the South American coast and African oh, coast. <laughs> some major ice break oh. off and cause like a fucking three hundred foot tsunami. You like oh uh, yeah, dude! Like the entire it lives like was it Queen Elizabeth shelf just kind of like falls off. it is volcanic down there. Does so a continent know. fall? <laughs> if a fucking if a continent falls in the ocean and no one's around to hear it, does it create a tsunami? <laughs> <laughs> Oh yes, man! The answer is yes. Wow, I love geology. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Well, so, how about uh, uh, how about some near Earth objects? Anything come close to Earth this Neo. week? Neo. Um. Yes. Well, we had a couple close flybys this week. Pretty much around the same couple days. Um. <clears throat> the first of the closest objects came on. Uh. Or it was called. 2020-001, um, and it came on uh, July 27th around 11.23 was its closest approach uh, with a speed at 26,185 kilometers per hour, and it missed at 1.3 lunar distances. And I actually did the miles calculation this time, roughly 411,700 miles away that's like that was that's how close. far it was yeah <clears throat> and it had a max wow. diameter of 30 meters so 2020-001 was that one the second that's a big one. was 2020-004 it came on july 28th uh its closest point was at about 4 55 p.m and it uh it missed about 1.18 lunar distances, so roughly 280,800 miles, so right at a lunar distance, basically. That's a lot closer. <clears throat> oh, and I made this note of how fast it was going, so we thought we had the fastest one last week, right, about 27,000 miles an hour, or kilometers an hour. This one is 82,473 right. kilometers Per hour, eighty-two thousand. So that's by far that's like Damn. quadruple the fucking <laughs> fastest one we've heard. Yeah, that's the fastest one. So, now, now that one is see um, that that's a big one too. So it is forty-four yeah. meters. So times big. that by three, so it's probably oh. about. 130 or 100, 130 to 150 feet. That's ten, that's Tunguska size. So that's a Behringer crater a size. Flying at 80, yeah, 80,000 miles an hour. 
Like, let's... What? It's k- kilometers an hour, so it's kind of... It'll probably be smaller. Oh. So well, still. Yeah, 80,000 kilometers an hour. That's, that's still... That's, that's insane, dude. <clears throat> so the closest one this week, though... That is ridiculous. Yeah, that's insane. But the closest one that we know of, that we've been able to see... It's 2020 OY4. It was made, or it made its closest approach on July 28th. So we had a couple of close flybys within two days of each other. Um, it came at 1.32 a.m. with a mm. relative velocity of 44,564 kilometers an hour. So these two were like hella faster than like any Damn. of the rest ones. And it missed by a .108 lunar distances. And that's like a lunar measurement. So I thought that was interesting. What? Point. You said point one. Yeah, point one. So that's zero. 25,700 miles away, which is skimming our furthest reaches yeah, of our atmosphere. That's... But it was all right huh. because it was only huh. five meters. So it would have, which 15 feet, it would have. Well, so the Chelyabinsk airburst that happened like eight, eight or so years ago over Russia that had the airburst, it was about the size of a bus when it blew up. So, and it caused major damage and injuries. So I could imagine if this thing airbursted, you know, it might do the similar, have similar uh, damage follow. Oh yeah, so. yeah, definitely a similar fallout. We could, I mean, well, let's just let's just be thankful it missed. Yeah. So people, I mean, we we do not, I mean, we forget that we're floating around. You know, our our entire existence is just floating <laughs> in, yeah. in the blackness of space, like for with real. Objects, trillions, you know. You know, times bigger and smaller flying through, going thousands of times faster or thousands of times slower. Like, there, there's really no law to it. It's all chaotic and it could all end at any second. So, <laughs> dude, it's insane. It's just, it is. Floating we, we, through we the need abyss. To start taking... Yeah. Abyss. That's the perfect word for it. <laughs> so. <clears throat> So that's the closest flybys. So I want to talk about the ones that actually entered the atmosphere with our fireballs of the week. So the most witnessed fireball this week, by far the most witnessed, was event 3792-2020. This occurred on July 29th at about 2.56 Universal Time. Based on the eyewitness accounts, the trajectory was probably its entry level came over the Tecolote Rim in like the, uh, I think it's the Apache National Forest in New Mexico with a uh, south, came in heading southeast, heading towards the Canadian River. It's like like a Canadian River and it has a little canyon and it kind of burned out over this little canyon. Um, it was witnessed by 151 
more than 50 people re- reported hearing the sound and 22 people just reported hearing the sound. So they're just sitting there and they hear a fucking boom, like fucking uh, yeah. sonic boom Hell yeah. <laughs> from this thing. <clears throat> so that was that one. Um, That's cool. The second largest fireball or the second most witnessed one was um, reported in Europe. It came in um, right as you enter the land over the Mediterranean Sea, headed northwest, and it flies right over Paris, um, and it burns out way at the tip of Germany, almost to the sea at, at the top of Germany. And this one was reported by 146 people, and it was named Event 3741-2020. And yeah, I mean, it pretty much went all the way across Europe when it, as it burned out. Shit. So it, it made it, it, it did a cross country road trip pretty much. Yeah, dude. Everybody saw it. In about 20 seconds. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> like, whoa. Fuck the Autobahn. Yeah, auto bottle who? <laughs> so yeah, that was the two. I feel like they was equally important because they're about the same, and I just feel like it was awesome because it like when you look on the map, on the trajectory map, it seriously goes directly over Paris. Like it's funny. Fuck yeah! So we'll probably get more reports that of that come in cool. over time. <clears throat> Oh, yeah, that's the NEOs and fireballs this week. Most important ones I felt we needed to talk about. Definitely the bigger of them. Yep. <clears throat> so I wanted well, to do. Now that we've gotten that. <clears throat> so we haven't talked about Three Gorges Dam in a couple of weeks. And uh, it's still raining. If you haven't been keeping up, it's still raining. It's like Forrest Gump. Yeah. It, one day. It just started raining. But Yeah. Holy cow. So we're talking about what what has this been? A month a month long tsunami? Or not tsunami, monsoon. <laughs> Sorry. Um Monsoon. So they put out the emergency shit on June twentieth. Yeah. And they remember they issued a month long rain warning or something like that. And yeah. it was over July, and it's August 2nd today as of recording this, and it still hasn't stopped. And I've been watching the Doppler over China, and, like, in America, we have, like, a sweeping west-to-east winds that always, you know, it always sweeps back out to the east. But in China, right. if you watch the Doppler, it kind of just stays, they don't really have, like, a current that whips it out anywhere, it just kind of just stays and like undulates and rains out and evaporates and creates more clouds and then rains it's it's weird when you watch it on like a time lapse um like doppler radar it's weird it's like it just sits there and just saturates and like completely destroys but so they've been they still getting heavy rains and they say it'll probably last into august which yeah it is 
The rains have flooded hundreds and hundreds of tributaries that lead into the Yangtze River. So this is putting like overwhelming stress on that they, I mean, I guess you don't expect, you're supposed to expect the worst and prepare for the worst and shit, but I don't think they did. <clears throat> so after a long silence, there's been a lot of uh, operators and engineers and everybody coming out. So like this past week, they finally admitted that like uh, it's, it's been deforming slightly, but they said it wasn't structural pieces and they put floodgates around parts that were damaged. So I don't know, like, I'm not a dam engineer, but if it's already getting flooded, how are you going to like put, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I yeah. don't know, man. I feel like if they're telling us the least amount of shit that they're allowed to tell us. Exactly. So whatever damage they're reporting, it's probably worse than what they're reporting. I mean, honestly, uh, referring back to the pictures that you had everyone look at, you had actually looked at yourself, um, that dam ain't straight no more. (laughs) Yeah, see, um, in this article I was reading, they actually confronted the uh, one of the engineers or something about that picture, that same one. And they was, I mean, I do agree. It could have been Photoshopped. It could have been altered by anybody with a fucking app on their phone. But. That's true. I don't know. And I do kind of feel like if it has shifted that much, there would be a lot more structural damage that you'd be able to see in like recent videos and stuff. Because if it's shifting that much. There would be crazy amounts of like cracks yeah, and stuff true. like that you would see. <clears throat> so I don't know. It does look weird and kind of altered, but I could also see that it has shifted and like I don't think they planned for 60,000 cubic meters of water blasting through their floodgates at one time would ever happen. Shit. <clears throat> but they said the deformation occurred last Saturday when the flood of the western province included Sishan and Chongqing Chong <laughs> along the upper <laughs> reaches of the Yangtze River. So there was like an upper river flood and you know it takes a while for the flood waters to come down. So they finally got the flood waters of the upstream heavy rains and um, <clears throat> came in with a record-setting 61,000 cubic meters per second hitting the dam. Holy that shit. Record-breaking. So the average flow we talked about was 30,000 cubic meters per second is what it was designed for. The last time we talked about right. it, it was at roughly 50,000 cubic meters per second, and now it's at 61,000 cubic meters per second. So, it's... Wow. I don't know, man. It's insane. But I was looking at simulations and stuff of, like, what it would be like. And, um... The, uh... The video or whatever I was watching was saying, um... This was created by an actual engineer. The simulation of what would happen. It was created by one of the engineers of the dam, I'm pretty sure. And, um says when 
the dam breaks, it would have a peak discharge of 100 meters in height. So a 300-foot wave, basically. The dam's 500 feet tall. 500-something feet tall. So if there's water, you know, basically up to the rim of that shit, I mean, it's 500 feet wall of water. So when it busts, it'll be roughly 300 feet, moving at about 60 miles an hour. So within 30 minutes, the Yi Chang and Jezuba is going to be completely wiped out. Um, it'll continue nice. downstream at 60 miles an hour, wiping out any village that's along the Yangtze River for the next 700 kilometers. Um, <clears throat> right. Advent- so if this dam, if this dam does fail, we're talking a cataclysm equivalent to nuclear war. Well. I mean, it would do more damage than a tsunami, I think. I mean, this is equivalent to, like, a major tsunami. I mean, you gotta think about how many people live on that river. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) if you want to go, like, death toll, I feel like this could be up there with an atomic-level death toll if you want to go there. Yeah. I was just thinking more damage just in general. I mean, yeah, dude. I mean, the equivalent... You could do, yeah. like, calculations of the energy of the water, compare it to an atomic bomb. Flying down that <laughs> I mean, it's going to be Jeez. tearing mountainsides off, you know, digging up ground. It's going to completely reshape. Yeah, it's going to reshape like, any land <laughs> that it comes in contact with. Canyon gouger. Oh, man. That is insane. <clears throat> so... Well, I, I guess we we better hope for the best. Yep. But hey, I mean, honestly, China, China's uh, come on, they're they're pretty. We can't. We, they're, they're, I don't know. I know they build apartment China. buildings in six days, man. They can do something. I feel like they got their whole yeah, country. Yeah, I mean, they've this. obviously got. Like he has off problems and shit. But what if China is literally like, no, there's no problem whatsoever at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. We could maybe we're freaking out and and I know. I don't I don't know. It's just something just, to watch, man, because it's pretty they gotta be smarter. It's insane. There's literally no end to the rain in sight. Predictions no. show. But <clears throat> so oh. yeah. Alright. Speaking of the rain, it's here now. We're getting a storm off the Great Lakes up here, so if my connection buzzes out a little bit, please forgive me. Yeah. If you don't know, we do this at about a thousand mile apart every week. <laughs> Maybe one day Yeah. we could just finally get in the studio properly, but it's cool. We do it how we do it, and it works pretty good, so... I'm in the Tennessee Valley in East Tennessee, and I don't know where Caleb is. Where are you at? I am in Greenfield, Massachusetts. Nice. I don't know where that is, but that's cool. Oh, it's like uh, two hours west of Bath. Hmm. Nice. Are you close to the lakes? Uh, close enough to get the storm. Yeah. It would be a, it's about a seven hour drive to get to Great Lakes. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. <clears throat> so, 
I know earlier this week you sent me this new paper that came out on the, um, like there's, they did the study of life in the Chicxulub crater and they're trying to see how long it took for life to rebound and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I was reading something. Uh, apparently that's the impact crater. Or that's the yeah that's the crater from the impact that took out the dinosaurs uh, around 66 million years ago. Um, it's off the coast of the Yucatan Peninsula, Gulf of Mexico. Uh, yes. I don't. It kind of like if I'm not mistaken, we. we wait, what? <laughs> no, I was gonna say it like clips the edge of the Yucatan into the Gulf, like it's half on the Gulf or half on the peninsula and half in the water. Right now, anyways. Okay, so that actually answers the question I was about to ask. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. Yep. Um. <laughs> so yeah, that what, what they they uh new evidence from the International Ocean Discovery Program uh has found out that the uh like the ocean floor has bounced back within seven hundred thousand years of this uh. Or wait, hold on. Yeah, I think, so what it was, was they was looking at, like, microscopic life that was in the seabed. Because they took cores, I think. They, like, did, like, a drill sample. Into, yeah, that's into, what like, it was. They had drilled core. down into the, in, and found out that a lot of organisms had, like, burrowed after the impact and stuff like that. And pretty much, like, waited it out, almost. But it's, uh, I guess what they're, what they were looking at is just this, um, the sheer, like, aggressive, like, uh, uh, how aggressive the ocean floor is to bounce back from something like that. Like, yeah. it's very quick. Yeah, like. It heals itself over a, over... 700,000 years in, like, a biological evolutionary time is nothing also in a geological time nothing yeah because yeah. i mean if you're doing like a gradualist evolution exactly. neo-darwinist looking at it it's like everything takes millions of years and hundreds of thousands of generations for any major speciation to take place and um <clears throat> i think what they was explaining in here is so they took like this deep core sample and they went they pretty much took like a before and after shot. So if you drill down into the thing, you can go basically below where that shit happened. You know, have like a untouched bottom layer you could drill to. So you could right. see what it was like before. And then you go up in depth and you could see what it's like after. And you can see the gap in life and then you can do like an average of how many fossils you find in a certain level and you can date those to like the average amount of life forms at this time, you know, in the geological record. <clears throat> so they That's, see yeah. True. initial impact, everything pretty much gets killed. You got like a certain select few of organisms that pretty much, you know, lived in the seafloor. <clears throat> that can survive extreme conditions in their environment. So 
like the things that you find at the the vents in the bottom of the Marianas Trench, you can call those extremophiles because they're in very extreme environments and they're specifically evolved for that environment. And then Right. Yeah, and then you got like shit that lives in the fucking under the glaciers of Antarctica and then you got, you know, all these crazy ass places. So these would be like the creatures that would survive, you know, through a major extent right there. <clears throat> so Yeah, like pretty much no matter what happens, they they they'll be fine. Yeah. I mean you will have a lot of them die. But yes. the fact that they like a lot of them will survive and you know, they'll have like an explosion of life later. But also it's talking about like the new species that came about and so if you have like a complete devastation of multiple layers of an ecosystem and the food chain, you'll have like insane number of niche areas that need filled and adaptation will, I mean, people, yeah. shit will add, a lot of shit's going to evolve to take yeah. on. Yeah. They gotta, they gotta pick up the slack. Yeah. You know? And that's how you Which get like, is what, I mean, that's, that's where we lose a lot of we, we we forget that you know there's a lot of shit that's happened so if you think about it um like you said different portions of the food chain getting devastated other parts of the food chain i mean life is going to go on yeah it, it, different just, shit's going to step that's just up how it's going to go so it's going to fucking pick up the slack shit's going to start eating shit it ain't ever ate before it's going to change it's going to take on new ways Kind of like uh, I was watching Blue Planet the other night, and there's a fish that's been doing it. It's been doing it this way for, like, years and years now. But because of how people have done it, it's it's what it does. It goes out and finds a clamshell, and it takes it back to a rock, and it beats <laughs> it on this rock until it opens. Well, oh, it's losing its environment so much that now it's it's found that, you know, banging it off of something metal actually works a little better than banging it off of something See? you know rock yeah so and there's this thing you get into epigenetics which is weird but it kind of explain or gets into the idea that there's like a gets into the morphic field which is basically like an invisible field of whatever that connects all people consciousness electromagnetic whatever you want to call it but it's called a morphic field and the idea is that multiple people and or any multiple uh, populations of the same species across the planet that have no connection or there's no way of interacting, they'll start learning the same traits at the same time or right around the same time without any kind of you know interaction at all. I think they did it with mice, yeah. like. Somehow they did a test with mice that they put one through a maze and it learned the maze. And then, nice. and then they put like another one in the same maze in a different part of the world. And it, it like basically already knew it or something like that. You could, you can look it up. It could be wrong, but That's crazy. it's something similar to that. And it's weird. I mean, honestly, you're, yeah. I mean, so it's pretty spot on. Adaptations like occur at multiple times across different area or over larger areas. Like it's weird. 
but yeah. So there could be multiple fish figuring out that you can use that metal. It's like hard yeah. rock or whatever, and you can. It's easier to crack a shell. That's crazy. Yeah. Rupert Sheldrake. We, we, I love it. Love it. Love love the ocean. <clears throat> and I think also in this paper, they was getting at, they was trying to um, compare it to the Permian extinction. But the theory with the Permian extinction oh, yeah. is that it was like elongated volcanic or volcanic activity. So like hundreds of thousands of millions of years or whatever, however long it was, there was like volcanic events going off creates unlimited amounts of acid rain just completely toxifies the entire environment and they say that killed off 90 percent but over a longer period of time like whereas the chicxulub or the kt or the kpg event happened it was instant all those species were you know wiped out within you know a couple thousand years or so due to different reasons and shit but Right. So that was done. Well, now, that was done and over with. Now, wasn't it brought up, if I'm not mistaken, didn't your 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 boy Carlson uh wasn't the uh the mass extinction impact event wasn't that like a chain of multiple impacts? Um well the younger drive is said to be a multi like a multiple airburst event over the earth. But I think the chicks. Now the younger Dryas wasn't the one that took out the dinosaurs, right? No, that's like that's the um, that's the younger Dryas. But one that took out the dinosaurs is okay. like you call it the end of the Cretaceous period. Um, it's known as the KT boundary, okay. the Cretaceous tertiary or tertiary or however you say it boundary, or the KPG boundary. There's a couple of different names. Okay. All right, so this isn't no, this the is impact. Separated this, by okay. Younger Dryas, ten to twelve thousand years ago. KT okay, event. Okay, thank you, thank you, Scott. KT event is Epic. sixty-six million years ago. Nice. Oh so, yeah. So I say, if you got like a snap, like a snap break event, you're more likely to have a faster rebound. And, you know, bounce back of species and new species and stuff. Your ecosystems will be full and okay. well plenished faster. You know, yeah. And that was from Science Daily, I think, is where I originally seen that. So, what else do we have? So, I'm going to let you get into the UFO we have a good, there's been a couple UFO stuff, <coughs> stuff this week's, and, uh, figured I'm like more of the skeptic when it comes to UFO stuff oh. because I like, you know, I've been getting into a lot of you love electrical discharge and geological piezoelectricity and atmospheric phenomenon with electricity and all that stuff. And it's a very real science. Also, UFOs is a very real field, and it's been, the waters have been muddied so bad that most people don't even want to touch it. Any credible people, like, don't want, like, want to touch it with a scientific eye because they'll just be ridiculed and 
wasting time and whatever else, but I figured we could look at it with a rational oh, yeah. eye. And there's been a couple. We had yeah. Marco Rubio talked about it being a real thing in one of his interviews this week we'll talk about. and I know you got some shit to bring up. That's just so it. You can take it away. Thank you, Scott. Well, um, as we all know now, uh, UFOs are are real. Like they, they uh, the, the Pentagon has finally admitted the fact that they have been looking into it for years. Uh, millions of dollars has been poured into black budget research uh, programs and 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 these crazy, crazy off the wall government like federally funded programs uh, for lack of better words that are, are that are searching for existence or have found artifacts of it you know other civilizations either way uh the, the fact of the matter is is now now that it's on the public stage uh we now have to you know look at this in a in a, in a serious note this isn't just you know uh, don't listen to those tinfoil hat wearing poop jobs no, now it's, um, Mr. President, we have an unidentified flying object over one of our nuclear bases. Uh, what do you think? Of course, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are, that are, that are going to you know, oh, well, we need to look at this in a, in, in, in a, in a all peaceful way and blah, blah, blah. And I agree to an extent. However, we don't know. Who they are, what they are, what they want, if they are they, we we we. Yeah, we I just mean, don't we're, know. We're There's at, such a lack of yeah. information of the whole thing that it's just filled in right. the gaps so with so we, much stuff. Before we go jumping in, well, before I go, sorry, before I go jumping off into the what ifs, let's get down to the brass tacks here. What do we know for a fact? Boom, fact. Uh, they, uh, the Pentagon released three undoctored, unbullshit, straight off the rim, uh, FLIR, which is, if, for, for those of you who don't know, FLIR is forward-looking infrared. Yep. Um, so, uh, uh, which is uh, infrared cameras uh caught from fighter planes, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if they were all from the planes themselves, but these things, yes, yeah, okay, yeah, they were. Okay, all of them were from fighter jets, um, and all of these craft seem to have the ability to um, dance around in our atmosphere unimpeded by gravity, water, really anything. So there's some facts. Uh, second thing is, is that the Pentagon admitted to having funded and looking at uh, 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 the search and research into these things for years. So, right now, uh, the story that I've got for us is Marco Rubio on July 16th was interviewed by Jim Defeed. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I don't know. Yeah. About multiple topics. By far the most interesting was when he brought up the UFOs. All right. So, uh, uh, and and I, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, these are all quotes from him. 
Yeah, this is a quote. Uh, Frankly, if it's something outside this planet that might actually be better than the fact that we've seen some sort of technological leap from the Chinese or Russians or some other adversary that allows them to conduct this sort of activity. All right. That to me is national security risk and one that we should be looking into. Yeah. All right. So (laughs) he's saying right there that he would rather it be aliens. (laughs) He's like, I hope it's aliens. I'd rather it be aliens than the Russians flying over our bases without us being able to do anything. That would be, I mean, because we, I mean, if that would be awesome, because I mean, if we think about it, dude, the, the human, like the human population has become so diluted with, with, uh, with, with, uh, these boundaries of countries and stuff like this, that we, we, it's going to take something, you know, it's going to take that big reality slap to, to make us realize how small we actually are and that we all just get the fuck along because, you know, there's a bigger fish. Who knows? I mean, it's obvious that these things that are coming here, they have technology to get here from somewhere. We don't know. Now, then again, uh, because we don't know what they are and their movement, we can suggest they're extremely advanced. So they could be coming from somewhere that's not somewhere, but some when. when. Yeah. See, that's we a, don't know. I like that one. Not that I believe it, but I could see. Yeah, I mean, I like there being rules in the future. Okay, you can go back, but you can't interact. You can only go check out like some certain cool shit. You just can't, you know, because, I mean, that's kind of how it is already. You're not allowed to interact with yourself, but you can go back and fly over and check shit out. So, Right. Exactly. So, I, I mean, I'm not saying they're all time travelers and whatnot, but that's just a what theory. I am going to say it's, is, you know, speculations. The te- yeah, but the technology that they have obviously dwarfs ours. So if they were coming here with malicious intent, they could, I mean, for lack of better terms, they could Thanos us. Yeah, man. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Hopefully they don't, but... Yeah. I hope they won't, but, you know, it could be cool. It would, yeah. Definitely. But either way, I guess back to the topic at hand, Marco Rubio honestly has openly admitted that he, you know, Let's let's hope it's not the Chinese or the Russians. So yeah. he would rather it be aliens. Now, so um, we have things flying. Oh, this is another uh, another quote from yeah. Mr. Rubio. Uh, good one here. Huh. We have things flying over our military bases and places uh, where we're conducting military exercises, and we don't know what it is, and it isn't ours. So right there, it's not some test, you know, of some ultra super awesome fighter that we're developing. Um, no one else has made claims to it, uh, which on a side note, I would like to say that because of all this getting declassified, a lot of other countries have declassified um, same things, such as, such as uh, the UK, France, and even Russia. And now Russia... Uh, is a is a is a big one uh, because you know obviously they're they're the they're the spooky bad guy from from America's past you know <laughs> um, they're having the same kind of issues well not issues but I guess the same kind of occurrences 
Okay, I mean these things. Yeah, I mean it's any developed country kicking. with major weaponry. You, I know there's right. Been experiences it's our it's our have... like main adversary. It's it's the it's the the communist Russian. You know, not not saying that they're still communist or whatnot, but it's the the fucking it's the Russian. You know, <laughs> since as far back as we can go back, you know, they've always been. Well, since the Nazis, they've been the bad guy, but. <laughs> Even them, like it's gotten to a point now to where we can we can finally set that crap aside. Like even after the wall fell, but we all know that there's still been some fucking, you know, at you know at odds. But aside from all that, we can finally set all that crap aside and get down to the brass tacks. hey, so you've been seeing these things too. It's a, a funny fact. Um, it's just like the uh, the story of the Foo Fighters, and not the kick-ass band. Oh. But the Foo Fighters. They, I love yeah, Dave Grohl. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I mean, they got their name from yeah. an occurrence that happened during World War II. General Douglas MacArthur had sent a telegram, or I think it was him, but sent a telegram to a high-ranking Nazi, uh, and and was like, "Hey, uh, these." Balls of light that are following our our, our bombers and whatnot. Are they yours? Is this I mean, you? What are you? Is that you? Yeah. And <laughs> the, the, the Nazi officer actually replied and was like, "We thought they were yours." Yeah. So, so like, you know, it's finally given some 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 credible credibility to to a lot of these uh, crazy occurrences. But I guess what I'm trying to get at here is that like. It's finally here, Scott. It's it's finally here. Like the government, the American government, not just other countries, but the American government is finally opening up to the fact that we are not alone and the fact that we have things that are entering our atmosphere that are um, intelligently uh, uh, piloted. You know, it's not some... Yeah you know, meteor that's making these 90 degree left turns and stopping in place and then going backwards and shit, you know? <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. I can, I'm going to be it's amazing. the guy here, the skeptic. But Do it. We need to. So I've seen, I've seen videos of like plasma lab, or like videos of, you know, plasma work in the lab. And, right. you know, they will create these patterns that look like wave patterns and it'll be like little orbs of shit and they'll be moving and like, so I seen like a video the other day of like these eight, you know, light balls that were together and they were like moving, but they were creating this pattern, you know, they were like, they were kind of like waving, right. but they would like switch out, one would turn off and then another one would appear and it would move down. And, like, it was so, like, clear to me that that's, like, an electrical phenomenon right there. Like, the same shit I see right. in the lab is, like, very similar to what I've seen right there in that video. And, <clears throat> like, if you look at it, like, I'm not saying every light ball that you see is in a UFO or it's all ball lightning or plasma discharge or right. whatever, but... Like, they do look like they're intelligently driven, you know, because they'll stop 
and they'll turn and they'll, you know, they'll just go in like crazy paths that would look like somebody would have to be controlling it. But it's obviously just like an electrical phenomenon or something. So. Right. That's just right. the way I'll, I try to look at stuff in the most, I don't know. I just don't like to jump straight to UFO because we don't know what it is. Really. <laughs> right. Which is the point of it being a UFO. Yeah. But to, to not to. Not to lay, not not say counter your theory, but to just point out that um, <clears throat> the main one that the Pentagon brought up is the Nimitz. It's the Nimitz, and that's the famous, that's the infamous Tic Tac. All right, yeah. the Tic Tac UFO. Now, uh, during this, just a quick, a quick, uh, a quick uh, overview. Uh, uh, an Air Force pilot under the name of Commander Fravor. Um, dove on an object over the Pacific Ocean that was that was uh, as he said and as you can see in the videos is, is, is um, ping ponging around just just obviously you know whatnot but but the the key thing about this that I would like to point out that as you said ball lightning has a certain pattern that gives it a uh, almost intelligent going now the now the, the, the key thing i'd like to point out is what we're looking at here is a is a is a trained pilot and if i'm not mistaken commander fravor is actually uh is actually a, he was a fighter pilot that he actually uh, for lack of better words he's done work i guess you could say yeah out of the ufo people he's one of the guys that seem more credible right this guy i mean he's he not seem I like mean, a as he, he, he did a he did a he did a podcast with Joe Rogan and straight off rip like if you if you're watching this guy you could straight he says it himself he's not a conspiracy nut he's not out here like he's not doing this for fame he doesn't want to get paid for people he doesn't want to get paid to tell his story he just literally wants to get his part of the story out so everybody knows the truth so he can get back to working on his cars and doing shit in his garage that's that's what he wants to do. He's just a pilot that got uh, that got the chance to, to dive on one, and this is uh, and I quote from him: uh, "It it noticed me." Now, this is pilot talk here. This is like uh, you know, this is you know, Top Gun shit. All right, and, and you see in in the in the footage, he dives on this. Now, from twelve thousand feet, he comes down and he dives on this object. Which they this thing comes down, all right. The uh, the the roof of the radar that we have is like sixty thousand feet. So and these things were coming from beyond that. So at sixty thousand feet, they would pick it up and it would drop from sixty thousand feet to less than a foot, less than a foot above the ocean surface in less than a second. Got there, all right. Once it was over the surface of the water is when Commander Fravor had picked it up on his on his target, and he dove on it. And when he dove on it, that's when he said, uh, it was like, it noticed me. Because it stopped ping-ponging, as he said. Yeah, it became um, aware. Like, like stop, like, you know. It, it, it came at him. It actually, it, it mirrored his movements, like when he dove on it and everything that he would move, every time he would move, it would do the exact same in the exact opposite way to stay right where he could see it. 
it was like, you know, almost saying, look at me, <laughs> look what I yeah. can do. And then it was gone. Like, you ain't shit. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing. And that's the cool thing about, I, I'd like to point out about commander Fravor is like, he was, he's like a true fucking fighter pilot here. He was like, yeah. I'm not sitting out here being scared of it. He was like, I want to fly that thing. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I want to drive that. But I, I, I mean, the, the, the Oh, and just uh, <clears throat> to point out another little thing, uh, there was a second craft in that video. And now we don't know if it was a craft, but uh, Commander Fravor said there was a there was a major disturbance over or on the surface, under the surface of the water. And he said that when uh, the Tic Tac noticed him when he said and I quote noticed me when it stopped ping ponging um the 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 object or the disturbance on the surface uh it didn't it's not that it stopped it receded it it, it was like something dove oh yeah it was Hmm. it's weird so now I don't know now and and that for uh, as of right now, that is what the, if you look it up in the full story, the full thing. I'd like everyone to look it up. It's if I'm not mistaken, that was is it the Nimitz? Just look up Tic Tac UFO. Yeah, uh, you'll find footage. It. <clears throat> yeah, you you will find it. Or com- Commander Fravor footage or whatever. Uh, Commander Fravor. Just I mean, honestly, if if you know, just uh, I mean, go watch Rogan's I podcast. Love Rogan. Go watch, go watch the Commander Fravor interview with Joe Rogan. I mean, he he he's he's really does just kind of lays it all out there, and yeah. he's not. This isn't. He's not a whack job. He's not a poop job. It's it's honestly, it's one of uh, Rogan's more shorter podcasts because Commander Fravor, he's literally like, he doesn't want any fame. He doesn't want anything from it. He just wants to be like. He wants to make, if I'm not mis- uh, I swear, I think he says it like this, but he says something along the lines of he wants to make sure the story is told correctly so no no one gets anything wrong or tries to exaggerate anything. Yeah, exactly a lot of people like to happened. take his, his story and run with it, you know. Exactly. Because that's, that's the thing, and that's why I feel like having you as the skeptic, Scott, really helps. Because honestly, you're a, you're a great... Uh, with with all with respect, you are a, an epic skeptic because you you really do you you fact check everything, which is like that's what we need. And the reason that there are skeptics on this subject even exist is because you and I both know there are so many people out there that make so much fucking money off this idea, Dude. and that 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 has become so polluted with with bullshit and that's why i have to encourage everyone do not go out here and just because the these three incidences now these are three incidences that are backed by the government they're like hey yep this is something that we've confirmed it's not us and we don't know what it is but it's intelligent okay just because these exist doesn't mean all of them are true okay all right, yeah. there's a lot of... I was going to talk about, like, misinformation. Cause exactly. I was going to talk about Rubio. <clears throat> Rubio didn't really... 
put anything out there. He just kind of speculated, like, but even he, yeah, he didn't actually, he didn't actually say anything because he, he said he really well, looked into what he said. Well, he said we don't know what's flying over our military bases, which could be hinting at any, yeah. any UFO military incident. And then he could say we don't know. So like, well, look, government official says we don't know what it is. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah exactly so like so i feel like he even he could be like know. a disinformation guy i don't think he is i think he's you know genuine in that context right there but you know but we somebody, have to watch for him yeah because i i feel like it's a real thing where they will tell these little people that's doing secret work wrong shit so they go out and tell people to throw people off what they're really doing Exactly. So, yeah. That's why that's why we have to take every story with a grain of salt. You know, we really do. That's why I'm going to bring him up. I'm going to do it. Uh, Bob Lazar. That's why if you look at this guy, you know, he's told the same story yeah. 30 years. He's also one of the um, more genuine, uh, no yeah. bullshit guy. Like, he the ain't doing is, it for fame. He's, he he hasn't made any money off of this. Uh, the the fact that he's part of this subject has not helped him. Yeah, it's fucked in his him. life. It, it, that's what he said. Like honestly, so like we got to look, and and the similarities between the people who who are what we know is genuine. Commander Fravor, Bob Lazar, uh, some other big. Uh, uh, what was uh what was the very first ones? Uh, Betty and. Barney, Betty and Barney Hill, I believe, in the sixties. Hmm. Uh, they they were a big they were a big abduction case. Now these these are two, this is two people that were just you know, they were older people. Um, they didn't really they had well, nothing to do. I with feel like UFO people. I feel like abduction cases and UFO phenomenon aren't related. Oh, I see opinion. where you're going with it. Like, I mean, honestly, it, it could be there. There could be both. Yeah, honestly. I mean, I could see. I don't know. I couldn't tell you like a real, real life example that yeah, has I mean, happened. I mean, but honestly, speculating, no... like, you know, somebody says they see a light or something earlier in the day, and then they have. Uh, an abduction experience in the middle of the night. That could be some kind of brain activity, like starts with hallucinations, and then when they go to sleep, it enhances those hallucinations. Right. Or um, talk about Graham Hancock and his book Supernatural, and also um, Rick Strassman's DMT Spirit Molecule. He gets in to alien. They both get into alien abduction. Um, DMT production while you're sleeping and the reports between the two of them and Graham even gets deeper into like the psychedelic uh, reports across the world from different from all different psychedelics but Rick Strassman in particular was looking into alien abduction and near-death experiences and DMT trips and they're all telling you the same story with 
little differences and they've never like it was done in a clinical setting so a lot of most of these people never met i don't think any of them ever met i think he made sure of that that they weren't allowed to share their experiences with each other he did this over like 10 years for a long time and then he finally stopped his research but they was (coughs) explaining seeing like insect-like creatures that would come and take them would do experiments on them in a lab or some kind of room that was you know, void of corners or hard shapes or whatever, you know, um, there's like, um, like where do you, all the babe, like baby alien or baby DMT people or whatever the fuck, you know, they're yeah. all explaining like the alien abduction people are explaining <laughs> DMT trips and DMT people are explaining fucking alien abductions. And it's, so I don't think like, I don't know. I really don't know, but I personally don't think that the phenomenon that we see as UFOs is the same thing that happens when we're alien abductions or alien abduction reports, in my opinion, from what I've researched and read and listened to and experienced personally. Right. And that's, yeah. I mean, honestly, and that's that's another thing that we have to look at. We, you know, there's a lot going on. Yeah, in the there's human so brain. much shit that we just don't know in our consciousness. So we can't. What we we what we look at, we have to take into consideration in all fields. Yeah. Like, is this an extraterrestrial occurrence? Is this an extra dimensional occurrence is this an interpersonal uh, is this an intrapersonal experience mm-hmm. is this uh it's uh uh what 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 we uh, hallucinogenic um psychoactive plant induced yeah. <laughs> um, uh experience you know uh so there's a lot i mean like a, it's it's beautiful but there's a lot of things that it could possibly be yeah. So I guess what we need to start doing, uh, I, I mean, I'm just going to make this a suggestion now if anyone actually ever hears this out, but, uh, you know, make different branches, like, you know, uh, instead of just, like, what was that, uh, I think it was NIDS, National Institute for Science and Discovery, or Discovery Science, or something like that, mm-hmm. and, like, what they did is they had, uh, they had, uh, astronomers, they had geologists, they had uh, psychologists, they had mentalists, or not mentalists, but uh, that's <laughs> magicians. What? Yeah, they, uh, magicians. No, but what they had, dude, they had guys out there like they. Uh, I'm trying to remember, but uh, oh my god, they had like some some crazy people on their team. Like they had like neuroscientists, uh, some real you know, official people, chemists. Yeah, some scholarly you know, motherfuckers. All background. Yeah, and but they 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 were all open minded, you know. So they had to look into, you know, what, what shit could possibly be. Yeah. Because honestly, Scott, what uh, a lot of people are chalking like that Skinwalker Ranch, uh, but in 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 bigger terms, the uh, Winnipeg uh, Basin, the Uinta, sorry, Uinta Basin up in utah that's where the skinwalker ranch is 
but all that stuff that like happens up there uh people want to immediately go to ufos but honestly dude i think uh i think that a, a more uh, i don't want i don't want to say this and sound dumb but spiritual possibly uh thing is going on up there such as like i don't know what we're talking about, what we're seeing here is as as aliens scott could actually be um I don't know. Uh, interdimensional travelers. Okay. So, since the first time we hung out, I kind of told you that's kind of how I seen if aliens did come here, it would be interdimensional. Disclaimer, we're going to get into some weird shit real quick, but... Right. After. All speculation. I don't necessarily believe everything that I'm about to say. It's just, you can entertain certain ideas without holding Uh-oh. them to heart, you know. I think some people right. need to learn that, that they can do thought experiments or think about shit without having to believe it or follow through with it, you know. So, but... True. I've always thought they were kind of interdimensional beings or whatever, and I kind of, going back to, like, Graham Hancock's theory that doing psychedelics or whatever will tune our brain or our interface our brain's basically an interface or something between fucking spiritual DMT world or whatever the fuck to our physical world and um, so psychedelics could tune your brain chemistry per se that chemistry will put off a certain frequency vibration or whatever to where you could tune in so whatever the DMT world is, I call it the DMT world, but whatever the world you go to whenever you're on some kind of psychedelic, and I believe you could possibly go to different channels, you know, different frequencies for different psychedelic substances. Oh yeah, 100%. But, so let's say we like flip into their world with our technology per se, our technologies, our psychedelic substances that put us in a different frequency of understanding or whatever and then different state yeah now let's take ufos and say they are extra dimensional beings or whatever or the things operating the ufos or maybe the ufos themselves are intelligent beings they don't necessarily have to be in a craft but that could be what if it just is something yeah that could be like their consciousness Maybe we look like UFOs in their world, you know, just a ball of consciousness or light or whatever you want to call it. Like a thought process has brought yeah. us there. So they they could their UFOs could be their way of flipping into our world just as psychedelics or whatever is our way of flipping into their world. So they could come here, interact, whatever. You know, they've changed their frequency of vibration fucking air quotes vibration to whatever our vibrational frequency is in this dimension and somehow interact with us and maybe Hmm. still speculating maybe still speculating (laughs) whenever we're dreaming or you know whatever or closer to that vibration or dimension that they're in and it's easier for them to interact 
with our consciousness and possibly end up with some type of, you know, alien abduction type scenario where it's easier for them to access us while we're, while our brain chemistry is producing a certain frequency or whatever, you know, you get what I'm saying? Right. Oh yeah. I'm so. tracking. Still in shit. We're still, uh, theor- theorizing. This is still just theory, but no, I honestly dude, like, I mean, getting to the brass tacks here, if they were traveling here from a different star system, that weren't they would have i mean light uh faster i mean uh speed of light isn't gonna get us there yeah Quick you enough. have to somehow okay. and we don't even know if the speed of light is consistent throughout the universe there could be different right know, speeds and different gravity wells i mean we already know that exactly like it's changed and shit through gravity and mass and stuff like that so we don't even know if certain laws are constant throughout the universe. We just assume it is because that's how we measure it in our localized area. Right. I mean, as I mean, far it could as be. we can see. Yeah. And somehow that's the, what it is. Maybe they're able to manipulate what the speed of light is. Right. You know, is make he, it faster than it. what we that's... measure it at here on Earth. That's how, that's actually how, it's funny, it's, it's fucking funny how you said that, dude. Oh my god. That's exactly how Bob Lazar put it. He was like, it's not that the laws of physics are wrong, it's just they're, they're relative. Yeah, I mean, I never, I didn't hear them say that, but that's cool that he said that too, because they could change. It doesn't, just because that's how it is here in this section, this little tiny point of space in our immense universe, that's how it happens here, doesn't mean that's necessarily what happens wherever that intelligent well, I mean, being is or where. Oh, oh, I know, I know you weren't like, I know you weren't like, believe oh, yeah. me, you haven't followed the UFO subject in so long, man, because it's been so diluted. It's, it's just, I, 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 I'm, I'm glad that you've actually, your curiosity has been kind of touched. It's been so long. It's just been so long. I mean, I still Great. think about the shit, you know. I just don't know. Delve into it. Yeah, anymore. I just don't I mean, the water's take everything so seriously. Now. I kind of right. gave up on I mean, it for a while, dude, really. like it's, Yeah, I mean, we all had to. Well, I mean, not all of us. It's just the, the gullible ones and, you know, noobs. You know, because I started off... But, really into aliens, really into, like, a lot of this fucking spiritual New Age shit, and then, I don't know, I just, when you really get into shit, you start seeing the bullshit and everything, and then when you really, really research stuff, you start seeing, like, damn, a lot of the shit is bullshit, it has come from this, which came from that, which was originally yep. this, which means whatever I was thinking was bullshit, and it's been copied from fucking four different sources, so, yeah. Yep. So. But now we're starting to actually scrape away, you know, and, and and going back to the root of this, it just like what you said, all right. The 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 laws that we have are like a basis for it, all right. Um, what they're using to get here 
is is like you said they're they're what if they're manipulating how fast light travels what if they're manipulating how fast uh matter uh, period travels like what yeah. if they're like kind of like because uh, like you know oh man i mean you think about it the whole fucking space is like a like a fucking bowl and and if you just Oh man, I, I don't know. I don't well, know. we have. The, the, the well, theories... I couldn't tell you what, but I know like some subatomic particles have been measured moving instantaneously. Like, you know, I think I can't really say because I don't know, but I think like electrons or whatever have been measured to fucking, you know, they measure them at two places at one time, but maybe that's just like an instantaneous transfer. We're just seeing it at one time, or something like that. So I mean, the holy fuck, yeah. So it's so, I mean, just, that, that, it's hard to that kind of know. Possible. I mean, yeah, at the subatomic level, shit gets weird. At the subatomic level, regular physics doesn't make sense, you know, when you get into particle physics and stuff. Right, like quantum levels. So let's say maybe a more advanced race or whatever has discovered ways of manipulating that shit. subatomic elements bringing them into the you know bigger spectrum that's just it dude well i guess the, the 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 point of this was just to point out that now we've got some actual you know beef yeah in the subject and it ain't just fucking random assholes talking about it Being like, i mean we are a couple of random assholes but it ain't just us random assholes talking about it there's actually some credible people out there that are actually well credible assholes yeah so <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so that's that's our little ufo spiel for the week and i guess we'll probably touch back on it a few more times after more information comes out and Oh, yeah. If there's anything big that pops up, anything worth, you know, with, with like, huge credible evidence, we'll definitely check out. Yeah, because I'm not really a big, I'm, I'm the UFO skeptic, but whenever I see that there's some kind of credible stuff, I do, you know, actually present it as it needs to be, so, yeah. Oh, what he's trying to say is, is is that as long as there's a lot of evidence, he fucking loves it. <laughs> yep. But um, I think we'll call it on that for the day. It's oh, a, It's been a nice episode. We got a lot of ideas in, a lot of back and forth, so I'm cool with it. That was good. That was good. But, I enjoyed it. I think, I think we actually... People are starting to realize your fucking prowess. God. <laughs> I'll do what I can. I'll do what I can. You gotta do what you gotta do. So, yeah. And again, if you've made it this far, like the video. Congrats. Subscribe. Subscribe. Share where you think <laughs> people will watch it. Um, I can just share it anywhere. Uh, trying to get some views. Maybe we can keep this going for a long time but you can see us on google podcast 
Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and wherever else podcasts are. We got them out there now, so that's cool. Yep. We're there everywhere. <laughs> and in between everything. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. All right. Well, Scott. Kebab. It's been nice. It's been nice. <laughs> All right, everybody. Hey. Have a good week. Take it easy, guys.